Welcome to Rethink Retail, the show where we dive into the stories and strategies behind some of the most successful brands on the planet. From brick and mortar giants to e-commerce disruptors, we uncover the secrets to their success and deliver the keys to true retail transformation. So ask yourself, are you ready to rethink retail? The future of retail starts now. Hello, and welcome to Retailer Tech Tips, a Retail Cloud Alliance exclusive podcast. I am your host, Heatha Herzog. I am a retail analyst and professor at Parsons, the new school of design. And today I am speaking with my guests, Kevin Castillo and Sue McMahon. Kevin Castillo is an enterprise sales leader at Quisitive, a premier Microsoft software solutions provider. He is a seasoned sales and marketing professional with almost 30 years of experience working with tech giants like IBM and Microsoft. He has expertise in using the latest technology solutions to help companies grow faster and operate better. He lives in Dallas, Texas. And Sue is a retail practitioner with over 25 years at Macy's. Sue joined Microsoft's retail and consumer goods industry team in 2017. In her current role, she supports Microsoft's deep partner ecosystem in helping retail and consumer goods companies deliver data-powered, AI-driven growth. Sue is based in Princeton, New Jersey. Welcome to the show, Kevin and Sue. Thanks very much, Heatha. Thank you, Heatha. So we have talked about data, and in this inaugural Retail Tech Tips podcast, we're going to explore some of the fundamental reasons why retailers are embracing cloud technology and why it's become so critical for their success. I talk about this a lot in the class that I teach at Parsons. It's called Technology and Innovation in the grad school there. But we're going to delve into the motivations of driving the industry towards cloud adaptation, as well as uncovering how it enables scalability cost optimization, enhanced security, and seamless integration, and also empowering retailers to stay competitive while thriving in their ever-evolving retail landscape. Y'all, I have so many questions for you. I love teaching this. I love talking about this. So I'm super pumped to just have 30 minutes to really get into the weeds with this. So I'm going to ask you, what does the landscape look like today when we look at retail and technology? And how has it shifted in the recent years? Given that we've come off a pandemic and things really look differently pre-pandemic versus post, how do things really look different now? Yeah, that's a great question, Hitha. And you, you opened this up by talking about how we're going to talk about a data strategy today. And, and I think retail is coming to the realization, especially business leaders in retail, of what's hindering them in terms of having a more holistic data strategy. The technology landscape is very siloed. It's in a patchwork of solutions that are loosely coupled and uh, integrated together just enough that they can drive certain business processes. Some of those we're adding more modern solutions to, but that's kind of, you know, 
is a square peg in a round hole. And there's technical depth from aged, customized systems of record that don't really talk to each other. And all of that combined is hindering the data strategy. So what's changed, I think, more than anything, is the realization that this is the case. So I think retail, you know, it used to be when I was a retailer, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. (laughs) But they're realizing how broken it is now and the need to fix it is becoming more apparent than ever. It's interesting. In my class, we talk about how retail, the model of retail, going into a store, getting something off the shelf, going to the counter, purchasing something and walking out hasn't changed in almost 3,500 years. This is the same model that ancient Romans were using. And to say that now retailers are finally realizing things have to change is absolutely correct. But how? How do retailers do that? Kevin, how are retailers motivating themselves to just really embrace this, given that this model has been set in stone, no pun intended, for centuries, I mean, millennia? What motivates them and how do they really get their arms around this? Yeah, you're absolutely right, Heath. And, you know, it's it's really interesting that something like the pandemic was the impetus to drive this quick change or this transformation in retail and in a lot of industries. But in retail, I mean, just in the first six months of the pandemic, online sales almost doubled. And immediately, you know, they had to look at different ways to contacting and serving their customers in a safe way with contactless environments, safe environments. And so many retailers weren't able to transact online at the beginning of the pandemic. But by June of 2020, their online sales was humming in almost every retailer that in the world. So the pandemic really was the impetus to that. But what the cloud allows these retailers to do is a couple of things. One, it allows them to do things quickly because they can get resources, technology and compute resources quickly without having to implement them, oh, let's just call it the old-fashioned way, with servers and storage on site, and also in secure environments. And so now retailers can quickly do things, spin up things, try different things, see what works, which really wasn't available to them before in past years when retail first started, as you said, in over 3,500 years. This is this same model that we've been using. Was there a real bifurcation between the retailers that had adopted cloud technology versus the retailers that didn't when the pandemic hit? Because I remember talking to so many retailers during that time, and it seemed that those that had the strategy in place were the ones that were super nimble and were able to just, in a switch, go and get their product online, build the community, sell immediately. Did you see that 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 real difference? And was the cloud critical for to retailers' success at that time and beyond? Yeah. And um, Sue, I'd, I'd be interested in what you have to, to what you observed in this area. But, you know, as a uh, systems integrator and, and someone who works with customers day in, day out in, in implementing technology for them, we saw we were so busy during the pandemic. And the reason was, is 
everybody was on the edge thinking about what they should do with online sales and, you know, starting their e-commerce initiative, but they had no choice during the pandemic. So we experienced, as many other uh, technology services companies, experienced a bit of a upsurge. In fact, a pretty big upsurge during the pandemic to help customers, retailers, get online, find new ways to do things and turn on online sales. Or it was transform or, or perish, really, during the, during the pandemic. What yeah, have you I- seen, Sue? I think that's a really good observation, Kevin, and 100% agree. And to me, again, having been a retail practitioner for so many years in my career, um, I didn't know what cloud was. It was an ubiquitous thing that was out there that people were talking about from a technology perspective. It took an existential threat to the future of the business for business leaders to wake up and understand the benefits of being in the cloud, you know, having virtual desktops, being able to work remotely with virtual collaboration tools, being able to engage with shoppers virtually, all of those things became hugely important, as did things like curbside pickup that are also enabled by cloud technologies. So I think almost overnight, leaders woke up to the fact of why the cloud's important and what it means to their business. And I think now we've just been through another seismic shift in technology in the last year with the advent of generative AI and large language models and chat GPT. You know, if you think about the adoption, consumer adoption of technologies, um, to get to 100 million active daily users, Spotify took 55 months. Instagram took 30 months. TikTok, seven months. ChatGPT did it in two months. So clearly there's an understanding of the capability and what is possible with this new technology. But again, in order to have an AI strategy, particularly one around unstructured data and large language models, you need to have a cloud strategy. When ChatGPT can do my kid's schedule for the summer and also give me recipes uh, for the week as well as the rest of the month, I'm on. And I think that is one of the reasons why the adaptation of ChatGPT and that AI technology was was at such a large scale and so quick. And speaking of scale, to your point, Sue, using cloud technology is one way that retailers can really be flexible, but also scale up. How is that also used? You referenced AI, and we're going to get into that a little bit more. But is that is cloud technology necessary in order for retailers at this point to scale and continue success? It, it, it's become table stakes, honestly, Heatha. In order to stay agile, in order to stay competitive, because everyone is moving this direction and the, the first movers are going to be the the successes, the biggest successes. We see things like the, the consumer has made it table stakes for the retailer to deliver a seamless friction-free or as friction-free as possible shopping experience. But when all that technical debt on the back end that we talked about a few minutes ago and all those disconnected systems of record and the difficulty in unifying the data is a huge obstacle to that. A a big, in in the commerce space, a big uh, trend right now is around headless commerce and, and, you know, microservices, API architectures to be able to be seamless and to be able to move faster in commerce. That doesn't just apply, though, in consumer-facing systems. It applies in your operational systems of record as well. And the magic happens when a retailer can combine data across all those 
those systems, both shopper data, uh, operational data in the business, employee data um, into, into one data estate that they can then apply AI on top of to be much smarter and much more nimble in how they run their business and how they deliver for their customers. Kevin, I always say, and this is my go-to line, but if I am on the sofa scrolling and I see something that I want to buy, if I have to walk across the room, get my wallet, get my credit card out, put my credit card information in in order to buy something, it's not going to get bought. It has to be completely seamless and completely frictionless. But also, given the economic landscape of the world too, price is also very top of mind for consumer, especially as we're going into the holiday season. How does cloud technology also help reduce costs and make sure that retailers understand the product landscape, but also delivering the best experience for the customer while also making sure that they are getting the best prices available as well for that product that retailers are offering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's several ways that really the, the cloud allows retailers to reduce costs. Some of the ways may not be completely visible to a lot of people. For example, one of the biggest things that everybody's worried about this these days, not just people in technology, is security of your data, security of your information, especially your personal information. One of the big advantages of the cloud is you're going to use that cloud's security infrastructure, not your own. So let a large company, a large cloud provider like Microsoft, employ their deep security infrastructure around their cloud and use their cloud rather than you having to do that yourself. And you can spend so much money on security because it's so difficult to stay ahead of the bad actors that are out there. But the other way besides security, saving costs on security and leveraging uh, a large cloud provider's security infrastructure like Microsoft is just the fact that you can spin up and spin down environments. So as I talked about before, you know, prototyping different things, different revenue streams. Actually, this is something that we're helping a lot of our clients with today is they're exploring different revenue streams today. They're not sure if they are going to work yet, but as they enter new markets, as they try different revenue streams like subscription services for retail products, they want to spin up a small infrastructure and see how it works before they make a large investment to really put behind it and, and blow up that that area that once they find that it's working. So prototyping is also a really important area where you don't have to make a big investment in order to try a new way to develop a new revenue stream in, in retail. Yeah. And I would think that it would be really important too given that so many retailers are are dealing with, excuse me, so many different platforms. So you would need that integration if you are going to start prototyping certain things, especially that ability to access data from different platforms. And cloud technology seems that would be the solution in order to have all these different ways of accessing the data to provide maybe a small solution or if you're trying to prototype a solution or maybe build that and spin that out into something bigger. Sue, you had mentioned 
AI and the AI strategy. In some of the, you know, when you were talking about the adaptation of, of cloud technology, when it comes to AI and this seamless integration of different platforms, what are some of the other benefits that you can tell us of adopting cloud technology for retailers? I talked about the ability, um, especially now with generative AI, to bring data that was previously dark in the retailer's business into the mix in terms of decisioning. And that's that's critically important. And when I, I think of that, I think of stores. Stores are back. They never really left. <laughs> we, we heard for years about the demise of the store and stores were closing. It was really just retailers rationalizing their locations, the amount of real estate they need. But still, 80% of commerce transactions in the U.S. happen in a store. So stores are really critically important, but for, for many years weren't very invested in. I think coming through the pandemic in particular and coming out the other end, we had a surge in e-commerce penetration, the pendulum swinging back to a more normalized <clears throat> ratio. Stores and investment in stores is becoming even more important. But it's no longer just new carpeting, paint and fixtures and things like that. Now we see retailers really starting to, in a more robust way, instrument their stores to be able to collect data that they've never had in the past. Video analytics data, sensor data, to make better use of space in their stores, to make inventory decisions in terms of what merchandise should be in what store. A couple of examples of that that, that we've seen at Microsoft uh, our Walmart, for example, just made a huge decision to outfit all of their stores with electronic shelf labels from a partner of ours called SES Magotag. And you think, okay, great, ESLs, you know, other retailers have been using them for years, but there's so much more now than a, than a, a surface to be able to convey product information and price. There are sensors built in, in some cases, there are cameras built in that can be leveraged to understand on-shelf availability can be used to understand, is the product on the right shelf height for the average shopper that's passing by? Is my best seller best positioned? Things like, for example, Choice Markets, which is a small but rapidly growing convenience chain out of Denver, Colorado, is using computer vision technology from a, a Microsoft partner called iFi to not only light up just walkout technology, but also in the back end with, with Microsoft's um, smart store analytics to understand shelf placement, to understand, for example, one of their popular items in, in, up until noon every day was a breakfast burrito. And what they learned using this camera technology and, and, and being able to use AI to see shopper journeys is that afternoon, customers, consumers would come in and they would go to the fixture where the breakfast burritos usually sat in the warming fixture with other products. And they'd walk away much more often than before noon because they, they surmised there was no breakfast burrito. So they started making burritos all day long. They adjusted the shelf height to more eye level for the burritos. And they've seen incredible growth in their made-to-order, ready-to-eat business as a result of that. So that's just one small example of how leveraging data inside a physical environment that used to be dark from a data perspective can, can really help um, retailers supercharge their business. Kevin, from the customer service standpoint, we always look at it from as retail analysts and someone, you know, from my perspective, that's looking at the industry and analyzing that and, and advising the C-suite, right? We look at it from the front facing, you know, the way that the customer pays and walks out of the, out of the store. But there's a whole host of other 
layers and, and activities that are happening, specifically when it comes to customer service and making sure that customer feels wanted, feels like they are connected to the store for them to continue to come back, come back. When we talk about cloud technology, especially with the use of AI, how does that also assist in customer service and making that experience for the customer within the retailers that much better? And how crucial is cloud technology to that? Yeah, one of the things that hasn't changed in retail is that connection to the buyer, to their buyer and and understanding what their behaviors are, what their habits are. And but what did change and accelerated because of the pandemic is the buyer behaviors and habits did change. And in fact, what's happening now, just because of how fast the world moves, is those behaviors and habits change even faster. So the retailers are trying to keep up with what are my buyer behaviors? What are their habits? And when are they changing? And why did they change? And so we're back to data. So the retailers have to collect this data. Some of it they are collecting on their own through their own transactions, their online platforms. But a lot of this data is either available publicly. Let's say something as simple as weather forecasts. When do the seasons change? Because seasons may be changing a little earlier than they did before. Or What available third-party data is out there that I can acquire that other data providers are making available for me to buy on my buyer's behaviors? So they have to integrate. We're back to integrate all this data together. And then that's when they have to pull together the machine learning and the generative AI technologies to find, to analyze that data and find those trends. But now they have to do it very quickly. Because those behaviors change so fast now. It's not like before. The world, just in general, moves so fast. It moves so fast. And you're absolutely right. When you said the weather, I think about how I'm located in New York City. Last week, it was 80 degrees. And now it is 50 (laughs) degrees and windy. And it is freezing. Winter is here. Halloween is now past. Winter is here. <laughs> We're getting ready for Christmas and the holidays. So yes, yeah, so I see, I'm, I'm seeing it firsthand how things just change in an instant and how that could have an impact on the way the consumer and the buyer interacts with that retailer. I want to ask you both this question, but I'm going to start with Sue first. What does the future look like for retailers that have access to cloud-enabled solutions and are innovating at scale. Yeah, I think the future looks bright <laughs> for those retailers, but I think it's a mixed bag of those that have you know, the tipping point of those kind of capabilities that they can rely on today. So I think there's a lot of rationalization that's going to have to go into the application estate. And in order to do that, I, the biggest <clears throat> tip I can give is to put the data strategy at the center of your decisions around your application estate. Do the SaaS solutions that you want to use or are using, do do they integrate or are they open APIs so that the data can be integrated? Do you have the ability, are there current systems that are blocking your data strategy? 
what's your strategy to open those up? And there are many strategies you can use. I mean, that's why partners like Quisitive are so important to Microsoft because they're the ones that are going to get in there and work one-on-one with the retailer um, and help make those kinds of decisions and then help execute against them. Um, And then finally, how can I incorporate both structured and unstructured data? And that's where large language models come in to really give me that view across all of the possible data that I may own. It's great that we talk about injecting intelligence into into decisioning, but there is so much data in, in retail, in, in commerce trade. I think it's like 4 billion petabytes an hour gets generated globally. It's too much for the human mind to comprehend. So that's why AI and machine learning become so important to help hone that data and bring it to kind of actionable insights that the retailer can do something with quickly, relatively in near time. And Kevin, to Sue's point, how would a retailer suss through those that those data points and how do they leverage the cloud to do so? Because when you just said that number, Sue, my mind exploded. You're, I mean, that is so much data and I could understand. I would think from a C-suite perspective, that would just overwhelm me. I'm on this podcast and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that's so much. Like what is happening? Yeah. But, uh, but, but how, do, how do retailers use the cloud to boil that down and get truthful points that you want to get? Not only do you want access to data and you want good data points, but you want the most specific and the best data out there. How does cloud technology ensure that? Yeah, you're right. There's so much data out there available today. And just think about the amounts of data that we're collecting that is not even being used today in any decision-making capacity. So I do think that's the foundation of, of the future for retailers is how do they mine and use their unused data to help them make better decisions. There's, there's two areas, I think, just big, broad categories that they can do this in. One, let's just call it the back end or the back office for retail. In order to get a product on a shelf or a product delivered to your home, there's so much more that has to go on with the whole supply chain for that product. And so now with the cloud, the opportunity that the retailers have is to connect and integrate to that supply chain and know exactly where your product is. Is it, on a, is it on a ship? Is it still in the factory? How many do I have to order? The accuracy they can get now to predict their supply chain needs is so much better because they have this data available to them. So they can get so much better for us as con- to serve us as consumers. And then if you look at the opposite category, the front end, which is engaging their buyers, engaging the consumers. The, there are immense possibilities on what they can do now if they understand the buying behaviors. In fact, we have several retail customers now that we're working with trying to understand what's the best way to leverage this generative AI technology They've experienced it like the three of us have, ChatGPT and how easy it is to converse with ChatGPT and ask it, get answers to everyday questions that we have. How do they do that and leverage that for their company? So, for example, we have a cosmetics retailer who's working with us on different ideas to figure out how do they 
engage their customers online to find out what's the best cosmetics that fit their features and their different skin tones. How do they get that across to their customers? Or we have a dietary supplement company really trying to understand how quickly this trend has changed for wellness in the population and the importance of dietary supplements and what are the right ones to recommend to their consumers. But that requires collecting data, curating that data, and then using the the big technology of generative AI and machine learning in order to find the right trends. But it does boil down to let's organize, curate, and make the data available so that you can make better decisions as a retailer. As I tell my students, if you are not embracing data and how to really sit with it, understand it, how that applies to fashion and retail, and understand how that is leveraged through the cloud, then you are missing a very big chunk of what is driving the fashion and retail industry forward. So I am with both of you. I completely understand what you all are saying. And I want to thank you both for being on this podcast today. Sue McMahon, Kevin Castillo, you all are great. I want to thank the listeners for listening to our first episode of Retailer Tech Tips and look out for details about the upcoming episodes and learn more about the Retail Cloud Alliance by visiting the link in the description. Thank you for listening to the Rethink Retail podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, apply at rethink.industries slash podcast guest. That's rethink.industries slash podcast guest. Follow us on Twitter at rethink underscore retail and show some love by subscribing on iTunes podcast app. Until next time.